This is a really sad story, but there are lesbians here, and that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, there's a lesbian. There's a bisexual woman. I know. There's a whole thing going on. Oh, my on. God. Thank God we needed it today. I know. Oh, God. Even though, I mean, talk about, we're really grasping at straws know. for the silver lining, because this know. is not great. <laughs> Hi, Jillian Benzavalli. Hello, Patrick. Hi. Hey, fam. If you want more Jillian and me, what do I always say? Come join, join us, us on, on the Patreon. Patreon. It's a party. All are invited. All are welcome. Yeah. Over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a bitch. If you scroll all the way back to like our first month of Patreon, yeah. you'll also find one video that we did of you and me recapping an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Like the original. The original Robert Stack. I held a selfie stick with we my phone. We were sitting phone. in front of your bed. Yeah. We were sitting on the floor. I remember it. Oh my, at the end of that, I was like, and we didn't edit it. We just put it right up. And it was like two minutes long. Yeah. I was like, we're never doing What did doing we think thing. we were doing? That's not a recap. This is a recap. This is a recap. But you can also find some of our live shows on there yeah. from back in the day. Madonna's Truth or Dare. Madonna, oh, you can find our live show from Obsessed Fest. We put <gasps> our live show from Obsessed Fest up on the Patreon. Go watch it there. Go watch it. But that's where you also find the episode by episode stuff. So, yeah. Serial Season 1 we did. Yep. Making a Murder, all 20 episodes. Yep. We did... The Vow, Heaven's Gate. The Jinx, the Menendez thing. The Gacy thing. The Gacy thing, thing on Peacock. Peacock. The one where Scott Peterson maybe isn't guilty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Bad Vegan we've been talking about again. Yes, yes. Puppet Master. Yeah. Relentless. Wild Crime. Love Fraud. So every time you say Wild Crime, I think you're going to say Wild Kratz, which is a kid's show my my daughter watches. No. Yeah. What's that? Should we recap it? Wild Kratz. Should we do Bluey? Everyone loves Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, girl, what are we talking about today? So this is the show Killer Cases on Hulu, episode yeah. four, Murder on the Gulf Coast. And a tragic update out of Escambia County, Florida tonight. The body of a private investigator missing for more than a month has been found. Saying that that body they found around noon today is believed to be that of Taylor Wright. Deputies have charged Wright's friend, Ashley MacArthur, with second degree murder. They had a young woman, Taylor Wright, it was murdered. There was no question about that. She was shot in the back of the head and, and buried. She told me they'll, they'll never find that bitch. She's gone. We start in Pensacola, Florida, which is apparently an amazing place to live. You can work, play, raise a family there. You can do it all. Someone says, like all places, we do have murder. Uh, but, you know, this one did happen to get a lot of attention. Oh, my God. Can I just say something, just as a general note Please. to the world? Yeah. You don't have to justify that. That's I feel true. like a lot of people are like, we get murders all the time. Or we never get murders. Uh -huh. So this was a big deal. Murder's always bad. Yeah. And it happens everywhere. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, explain it away that it I happened agree. to your quaint little town. Or no, Pensacola, yeah. Florida, or whatever. Everywhere. It happens everywhere, and that's okay. I mean, it's not okay, it's but not like, okay. it's not a reflection on you. I am going to say one other thing, though. Please lock your doors. Remember, like, all these people we always learn about, they love living in a town where they don't have to lock their doors. I know. But then that one person gets murdered, and then every everything changes. Just don't be that one person. Lock your goddamn doors. Right. And my a major question yeah. you lock it after the bad thing happens, right? I, yes, or are yes. you just saying, because uh, we've met other where it's like, and I don't care, and I'm not locking my door because. No. And like, all right, boomer, lock your goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn about Taylor Wright. She was a former police officer from South Carolina turned private investigator. The mother of an eight-year-old son, Taylor moved to Pensacola after a contentious divorce and fell in love with a woman. And fell in love, dot, 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 with 
A woman. There you go. Her name is Cassandra Waller. She's here, and I gotta tell you, I fucking love She's this awesome. woman. She was so horribly mistreated during this entire situation. I cannot, and I love her. I know. She's amazing. You know, she went to every Lilith Fair. She's been through a lot. She's Cassandra. got every Indigo Girls album. Yeah. She and I have probably been to some of the same concerts together. Yeah, she has like the Ani DeFranco original yes. like B sides on yes. cassettes. She is just the kind of woman who's just she's so fucking normal. If she lived in a cold climate, she'd shovel her neighbor her neighbor's driveway when it snows. Yeah. She's that kind she's of a, lady. She's a good egg. God, fucking egg. I love lesbians. You love them. They will save us all. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> but also be nicer to them. Don't treat anyone like you treated Cassandra. We'll get cops. there. So they met on a dating app. They yeah. were in love. They moved in together very quickly. Cassandra's a little shy about how quickly they said, I love you, and then moved in together. Lesbians, yeah. this is what we love you oh, for. directly this to camera. This is what we expect of we're... you. I am one of you. I am like you. I was trained by the best of the lesbians. All I know how to do is say, I love you on the first date, and then immediately move right in. That's exactly what happened with you and Steve. Am I wrong? No, that's exactly. Right. But truly, that is exactly right. And yeah. I will not be told that that was not the right thing. It's been 15 years, and a daughter later, we nailed it. And I thank the lesbians for teaching me. Who are you talking to exactly? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you don't have to convince me. You know I know you made the I right know. decision. I'm looking right at lesbian TikTok. I love you so much. Hi. <laughs> Is there bi-talk? They can only see, talk? They can only see half of you. <laughs> I'm anyway, here. I love Cassandra so much. You don't need to be shy about being a lesbian who moved in very quickly. No. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. I'd, I'd expect her to be like, so we did wait six months. Here's why. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a perfectly valid yeah. explanation yes. for why we didn't move in immediately. Yes. That, that yes. would be like, all right, Cassandra, yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> I love that we hear all of this from Cassandra herself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Cassandra's saying like, we loved each other, but it wasn't always perfect. Her new girlfriend suspected she was using drugs and had caught Taylor cheating on her with another woman. And Taylor and her ex-husband, Jeff Wright, were still fighting over their son and their money. Cassandra really loved Taylor, but it like wasn't going great on the Taylor side. And in the middle of cheating and substance abuse, yeah. Taylor was still fighting with her ex-husband over money and custody of their eight-year-old son. So this is where we learn that Taylor went against a court order, yeah. went into the bank account she shared with her husband, and took out $100,000. Not only that, which is bad enough, yeah. she tried to hide the money in a friend's account, and this piece of shit, I mean, this friend yeah. is named Ashley MacArthur. Actually, no. I'm going to say a piece of She's shit. She's a piece of shit. She's the killer. We'll get to yeah. her in a minute. Yeah. But like, I just got to say, there's a part of me that understands the taking of the money. There's a part of me that is like, when you're scared and your marriage is over and who knows, we get no backstory on how it ended or why. Right. And you're just scared and like, that's all the money you have in the world. And the court system is fucked. It might be taking forever. Yeah. Might, she and maybe might be, he's going to take the know, money. Yeah. We, we don't know. But she, they want us to know that she did go against the court orders. Yes. And not only did she take the money, but she tried to hide it. Right. Yeah. And this is the crux of the whole thing. She gave it to her friend Ashley to, for Ashley to put in her bank account and like safeguard it. But now the court's coming after Taylor being like, you need to show up at this hearing with the money or you're going to prison. Well, because you can't hide that. It's the joint account. Exactly. So he sees it. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's gone now. Also, and I like, need it back. Good job saving a hundred grand, everybody. Like, Seriously. oh my God, you know? Yeah. So Taylor and Ashley, the friend that's hiding the money. Yeah. They go to get the money from Ashley's account. A few hours later, Ashley called Cassandra to say that instead of going to the bank, she and Taylor had driven out of town to go horseback riding on a farm in East Milton, owned by Ashley's family. I was like, weren't you guys supposed to go to the bank? She goes, yeah, t you know, Taylor's really stressed out with the divorce stuff, and she's just been really emotional today. These are the things that she's telling me. 
They decide, according to Ashley the piece of shit, that they're going to drive like an hour away and go horseback riding on Ashley's family's farm. Yeah, and right before this, Taylor, the one with the money, told girlfriend Cassandra, Ashley's being weird. Like, I gave her the money. I've asked for it back a bunch of times. She's being really cagey about it. So, like, when Cassandra gets this call from Ashley being like, oh, we went horseback riding instead, Cassandra's very much like, bitch, what are you talking about? And why isn't my girlfriend telling me this? Exactly. Because then the next bit of communication is a text. Yes. Remember that. From Taylor yes. to her girlfriend saying, you know what? I can't talk right now. I'm not mad. I probably should have called you, but I need time to think and to get my life back on track. And Cassandra's like, what? Yeah, Cassandra gets mad real fast. She's not suspicious. She's not thinking any foul play at this point. She's thinking that either Taylor's gone off and is on like a drug bender or maybe she's with the woman that she found her cheating with. Right. Like, Cassandra's mad. And we see the text from Cassandra being like, Cassandra kind of breaks up with her over text message being like, you're not reliable. I can't trust you. Like, what is happening? But by the next day, Cassandra is texting her again saying, like, I haven't gotten a response and now I'm angry and I'm yeah. curious at you, but I'm also worried about you. So then we get a commercial break and we come back and suddenly she's been reported missing. Like, this was not edited well in no. the episode. It actually felt like there was something missing from the episode. Like, like they cut something out after the fact? By accident, which as a podcaster I've done. Thousand like, how many times. times I've uploaded an episode and be like, oh my god, I cut out four minutes in the middle for no yeah. reason. I wake up to the Facebook messages of like, Patrick, why is there 20 Nine minutes of silence <laughs> halfway through the episode. Yeah. I was so excited to get an extended 90-minute episode. Unfortunately, <laughs> half of it is dead air in the middle. Sorry, uh, updating right now. They really want those long episodes. Hey, they're coming right at you. <laughs> so now, like, Taylor's been reported a missing person, and the cops are saying... Everyone is initially a suspect. So certainly Taylor's ex-husband um, was certainly on everyone's radar. And Cassandra, Taylor's girlfriend at the time. Our prosecutor here is Bridget Jensen. She was the lawyer in the Blue Moon witchcraft case. Oh, she! I like her. Yeah, so she's yeah. here again. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. And about, because they say everyone's a suspect, like you said, the ex-husband. Yeah. Bridget, the prosecutor, is like, well, he was certainly on everyone's radar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it's almost always the husband. Totally. It's never lost on anyone, no. especially the prosecutor. And even these, like, dirtbags who don't treat Cassandra well are like, but lesbians are so nice. They would never commit murder. And of I'm course. sure one of them has in the past. I'm sure. I'm just saying. Like, they're just so nice. Are everyone are job is to discuss <laughs> the story in front of us. I know. We are discussing Cassandra and we love her. The Cassandra end. is talking about how she's like sitting on the porch with one of the detectives and like she's sobbing about her girlfriend being missing and being considered a suspect while another detective is crawling under her house. Like what? Looking for a dead body? And let me just tell you, I've been on TikTok long enough to know the kind of shit that lives under houses in fucking Florida. Uh. Those big python snakes and spiders. Oh. Why would you ever go under a house in Florida? That is insane. What is this, Australia? I know. <laughs> if there's a body under there, you leave it under there. Oh my there. God, you leave it. But the point is, what we're not really getting into right now yeah. is how shitty Chad and Richard are treating Cassandra. They're accusing her. They, there was a time they came to my house and at one point, they, Detective Gigliotti crawled under my house. So I'm sitting on the front porch with Detective Wilhite bawling my eyes out because this is embarrassing. I don't like the way they're talking to her, but at the same time, if she's being treated the way they would treat any partner of a missing person, it kind of made me feel like, oh wait, this is like a moment of equality. Uh-huh. Like they're like <laughs> they're like they are not being nice to her, but they're like assuming that she did it because she's the current the partner, partner and that's usually the person who did it. You start with the closest person and yeah. you work your way out. Now, when they interrogate the real fucking killer and it's like a fucking singles bar, they are in there. flirting their yeah. faces off. 
But like they're making Cassandra cry and I'm sad that she cried. Yeah. But I'm glad that they're taking their relationship seriously enough to be like, maybe you did it because usually it's the person in your position. What a fucking world, huh? I know. What a world I know. that we live in. Where we're having this conversation. I right know. Now. It's a pride moment <laughs> in an interrogation room in Florida. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Is it? So they also talk to Ashley MacArthur, the friend with the money who and the murderer. But also the last person to see Taylor. So right. it's either the spouse or the last person to see the person. And oftentimes it's the same person. In this instance, it's two different people. And when Ashley sits down, she's got like cleavage till Tuesday. She's got quite a story too. She's got a story, but like they're flirting with her and it's not like in a good cop, bad cop kind of way. Like she's sexy to them. Right. So Ashley says, Taylor might just be off on a drug bit. The only thing I worry about is with the drug situation. Like, I wouldn't even... If I didn't know about the drug situation, I wouldn't be worried about her. I would say, Taylor's doing what Taylor does. She says something where I'm like, that's... Oh, my God. Yeah. She says, if I didn't know about the drug situation, I wouldn't be worried. And yes. I'm like, can you just be worried about your missing friend no matter what the situation is? Yeah, your yeah. friend is missing. Exactly. And, like... Care as, about it. As the killer, you should feign worry. You know what I mean? Exactly. Instead of playing it cool, like, that never really works. Yeah. Because Cassandra, the girlfriend, says, look, this $100,000 was in a safe deposit box at Wells Fargo. Cassandra, the girlfriend, is like, this is a little confusing. Yeah. She says, my girlfriend, Taylor, who's the one with the money, told me that she gave the money to Ashley, who put the money in a safe deposit box in her Wells Fargo bank. Right. And so the cops are saying to Ashley, so is the money in a safe deposit box? And Ashley is like, I don't know what you're talking Ashley's about. Ashley's like, I don't have a safe deposit box. And I'm like, someone's lying. Spoiler, it's Ashley. And like, we're going to see, the hashtag stay stupid, but like, we're going to see, like, Ashley had no plan. Her only plan was to lead a paper trail that led right back to her. Right. Because we see texts from Taylor saying like, I know the money is in the safe deposit box yeah. at Wells Fargo. And yeah. Ashley's like, the what? Right. The exactly. What? So they're trying to find Ashley and or Taylor on any kind of surveillance tape. Yeah. To track their movements and see if they can catch someone in a lie or place Taylor somewhere. Right. They see Ashley at a gas station. They see tape of her at a gas station. Right. And they say, that's weird. Like, that's great. We have her on film. What's not great is that she's nowhere near the bank where she says that she stopped to buy Taylor a beer at 10 in the morning. And I'm like, we have to slow down. You can't just throw this out at me. What are you talking about? Right. So it's 10 in the morning and she's at this convenience store buying a beer. And she's saying the beer is for Taylor. This is where the cops get the flirtiest, right? Yes, Because yes. the cops say... Have you ever seen a drink at that time of day before? No. That's so odd behavior. And in fact, I said something to her. I was like, beer at this time of the morning? She's what? like, well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I'm like... <laughs> it's a perfect response. The cop goes, oh my God, what a perfect response. <laughs> Classic Taylor. Classic And Ash. I'm like, but the beer was definitely for Ashley. Like she was buying a beer for herself. Or for... I don't no, Who and cares? I don't care. Right. A light beer at 10 in the morning, it's just fizzy water. <laughs> A Coors Light at 10 in the morning is doing nothing to nobody. I could never do that. I, I'm i on the record. You know I, lo I like a cocktail. I could never drink a beer at 10 in the morning, ever. Even like the lightest beer? No, or even like when I'm on vacation and it's like we're like on the beach at like noon. I still can't have a cocktail. It's just, it's too early in you the day. You can't have a Mai Tai at 12 in the afternoon? Who are you? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can see the disappointment like, in your eyes. I know I, I let I you down. You. I know. You know how I we know. say like we still surprise each other? I know, I know. This is the bad kind. <laughs> You're on vacation on a beach. It's noon. You're not having a Mai Tai. I'm I not. don't believe you. I swear to God, I'm just not what a day drinker. What are you doing? Thinker. Sitting and counting the minutes till 5 o'clock? <laughs> on vacation? I'm just not a day drinker, TikTok. Okay. <laughs>
so they're joking like classic Taylor. And I, I'm sure now they'd be yeah. like, we were just trying to get her to talk to of us. Of course. I don't know about But then that. Ashley, the friend, goes, I know, right? She's such a strange girl. Stop bond. This is bad. She, don't try to bond. You murdered her. You She's, murdered her. You fucking murdered her. So then Taylor is saying, and then, yeah, we were hammered and yeah. drove out to the farm. The cops <laughs> yeah. aren't like, uh, I know. okay. I, right, exactly. And she says they hung out a bit for the farm. Then they drove back to Ashley's house where Taylor wants another beer. So she calls an Uber and goes to a bar. She was fine. She just said that she wanted to go have a beer and that she was going to get an Uber to take her to go have a beer. What detectives would soon discover was another claim from Ashley MacArthur that would not check out. Well, we contacted Uber. Taylor's account hadn't been used in months. The cops checked it out finally, and I'm like, oh, good. You I put know. your freaking eyes back in your head and <laughs> <Right>. went to work? <laughs> <laughs> the cops checked it out, and Taylor hasn't used Uber in months. But so this is what I'm saying about Ashley. Like, she killed Taylor and had absolutely no plan for how to get away with it. Right. Like, you come up with the most checkable excuse for where she went? Like, the ride-sharing I app? Know, I that know, That is, like, specifically about the GPS and the tracking? Come I on. I keep wanting to know what year these cases were. The one that we did last week with the girl dancing yes. in the room. I'm like, did ID not exist the year that she did that murder? And she didn't know that, like, the whole thing was being recorded? Or they just don't care. Like, I these people guess. just aren't thinking. I think we are trying so hard to get to the bottom of uh-huh, why. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes there isn't why, and yeah. that makes us more more frustrated. It's true. But then we just have to live there. God damn it. You know? So a month goes by. Fucking Cassandra is all over Facebook making Facebook groups trying She's to... calling hospitals I know. because Taylor's missing. Right. And the thing that has happened in this time is that Ashley has now become the prime suspect, but nobody told Ashley. So Ashley... <laughs> <laughs> or she's trying to, I don't know, use her little... Well, she's calling the cops to be like, to like hey, any news? Any And the cops to us are like, all she was like, of course, trying to like get information out of us. All the while, we're just watching her every move. Under the guise of like giving suggestions. Right. Or like, hey, just calling to see if there's an update. Like anything going on. Have or... you checked the drug alleys is what she actually the says. drug alleys. I mean, it's also like, be less obvious, Ashley. You killed somebody. Now you got to live with it. Right. Okay? And now Richard the cop is sitting here being like. She's definitely curious on what we're doing and where we're at. She's definitely fishing for information. But uh, we didn't want to tip her off. Um, I was just calling to see if there was any update or anything going on. And so on a regular basis, she would call me. And I had to, of course, be friendly with her. I couldn't answer the phone, surely, and say, yeah, so, you know, we'll be arresting you here shortly. Uh, you just wait. Look, I wish I could have flirted with her a little I know, bit more. I know. But no, I had to play it cool. <laughs> right? Richard? I know. These fucking cops. Are you watching the same video I'm watching? The cops are like, the big clue was the cell phone data. So, like, anyone who's listening to Serial knows that, like, your cell phone pings and the phone companies can map it. They know where you are. If your cell phone is on and you're, like, anywhere, we can tell where you are. <laughs> but the point is, obviously, what we all know, nothing Ashley said was true. And nothing. I guess my question is, like, Ashley, did you not listen to Serial? <laughs> well, Ashley, I mean? definitely. I found the one person who didn't listen to Serial, and it's this <laughs> Ashley MacArthur piece because of shit. how do you not know that like she just had no plan her only plan was to be hot and to go into that interrogation room and flirt and try to get away with it and it almost worked and it- <laughs> he's 
Richard and Chad. I know. I know. If I've ever seen, if I've ever met a Richard and Chad duo. I know. I know. But like, the point is, her alibi doesn't even check out. They never went to the farm to right. ride horses. That yeah. never happened. Well, and the one thing that they, the one place they see that they did go was like a plot of land. They gook the plot of land. It takes them 25 seconds to realize this plot of land 30 miles away from where she said she was is like a plot of land owned by Ashley's family. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in the middle of the woods. Right. Also, just in case this isn't enough, there's footage of Ashley depositing tons and tons of checks that were, quote, signed by Taylor. They weren't signed. They were no, forged. This person is so stupid. So stupid. Like, this is maybe the dumbest killer we've ever done. One of. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Right up there. And the other thing, too, is that Ashley and her husband, Zach, who I have a lot of questions for, Same. seemingly nobody else except us, like, are <laughs> curious about him. Yeah, yeah. But Ashley and her husband, Zach, are, quote, also close to people in law enforcement because Ashley's husband, Zach, a former county sheriff's deputy. In fact, we didn't tell many people here that Ashley was suspect in the case because we didn't know who what ties she had with people. So the cops working on the case can't even talk about it too much at work because yeah. Ashley and her husband are friends with all the cops. Totally. And they need to be extra safe. And it's like, wait, if you're a cop and you know something bad happened, yeah. then fucking do something about and it. And that's right. I don't care who your fucking friends or are. Or who your wife is. They're murderers. Exactly. So these cops are saying we can't really do our job or ask questions or talk about it freely because the other cops are going to protect their own. I know. Even though they're murderers fuck that right it's the equivalent of like if we know it's like a known dumping ground then like put in floodlights if we know this is a systemic problem with the cops in this town right can't we fucking fix that but it's it's like the blue flu right. and like they yeah. don't it's like if you're really gonna like protect and serve then yeah. fucking do it exactly then Couldn't do it yeah, don't, it's not that hard just do I it I show up to work totally <laughs> if I can show up to work you can show up to I work I couldn't agree more so they say they bring Ashley back in oh for, they haul her ass right back down to the station they call it a showdown round of questioning. Because as they're talking to her, they are searching her house. She doesn't know this. The family farm. Yeah. The family business. The 30 mile away thing in the middle of the woods. Yep. All at the same time. And she has no idea. We now go back into like the second interrogation. They're saying they're doing the good cop, bad cop thing. There's some stuff I don't like in here. Yeah. Like, I again, I understand that suspects, I guess, should be treated like suspects and not like men and women. One of these men is so close to her. They always are, though. But, like, and at one point, like, he doesn't like her body language, so he removes her leg, her crossed leg, or whatever. Oh, oh that I Yeah, missed. and I just... I don't know. Like, I did not like him. Don't touch me. Exactly. So here, here's what's happening. They're trying to, like, get the information out of her, right? And they're they're giving her all the stuff they know. The cell phone data, the bad checks. And at one point, she crosses her leg, and he uncrosses it for her. And all I was thinking was the fact that she doesn't say anything and doesn't make him move back is the surest sign of guilt. Because if she was innocent, she'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. What are you doing? And also, to quote you, don't put me in the position to defend this person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate her. She's yeah. trash. But also, like, they would never do that to a man. Yeah. We've never seen them. We've seen it. There was one where I saw the cop actually spread a guy's legs and put his knee in between it oh, to yeah. get closer into his face. Because they uh, they use that tactic. They're yeah. always very, very, very close to them. And my thing is, if you're innocent, if it were me, I'd be like, could you give me some space? But because they're guilty, they feel like they can't. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's a tell, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think I might freeze, even if I was innocent. I don't know what I would do. Uh, well, hopefully. Hopefully we'll never find out. You know what I mean? Although, according Fingers to crossed. Kathleen Zellner, we're all going to prison. Any minute now. So they're, gonna, they're picking us up right outside the studio. I've made it this far. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but they say to her, like, girl, we know you weren't at the horse farm. We know we, you were at your other property in the middle of the woods. What were you doing there? We picked up some um, 
a lockbox that belonged to Taylor. And then they're like, why didn't you say that before? Because she asked me not to ever tell anybody this thing ever. Chad, who's playing the bad cop, yeah, yeah. very softly says, well, that's not going to fly. Yeah. And Ashley goes, no, I know. I no, 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 totally, I know. <laughs> what are you guys doing later? Says <laughs> Ashley. Totally. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, at one point, I don't know in what interrogation it is, but like they're talking to her about how Taylor was a lesbian or bisexual in yeah. this relationship with a lesbian and the cops are like oh did she ever hit on you it's gross so fucking inappropriate it's so inappropriate the way that these co- the difference between the way they were talking to the last person who saw her yeah. versus the partner who was a real lesbian who is sobbing and right. they're in her face about it and you can't excuse that with good cop bad cop no. because that's not what that is no exactly no like, 100% that's not. them being flirty and being disgusting and totally. being homophobic and biphobic and all that stuff that's what that is yeah so after the cop's like that's not gonna fly yeah. and now she's like no I know she starts to clam up yeah she asked for a lawyer yeah and so she's not being as chatty and basically the cops say to us like we were sick and tired of Ashley's crap so they say to her like where is she they're asking her outright like yeah. what did you do to her what did you do and where is she yeah and Ashley's like I have no idea and that's when they tell her well you know whatever you know what we have warrants out so there totally so she asks for an attorney they end the interview and the cops in the interrogation room are on the phone with the cops that are out searching the property where she last was about an hour or two after she walked out of this department uh, we I was on the phone with one of the supervisors out on the uh, Brit Road property and uh, someone yelled in the background that they had a, a skull I had no question in I think either of our minds that this was most certainly going to be Taylor Wright's remains so they find Taylor's remains in a shallow grave yeah Ashley is arrested and charged with premeditated first-degree murder. Yeah. And the body that they found was covered in concrete and potting soil. That's important. That is important. Yeah. So we're at the trial. We also, we hear the call to Ashley's husband. The cops, like, give a courtesy call to the ex-cop husband, and they're like, your wife was just arrested. We're charging her with murder. And he's like, what? What? Like, what does he know? That's, like, the last we hear of the husband. I know. I'm going to be screaming questions for the remainder of this episode. (laughs) Okay, good. Where the fuck is he? I know. Where is he? And where was he? Yeah. And what does he know? Like, I don't understand why you can't subpoena those phone records and that data. I I don't get it. It could just be that he didn't know anything because we're going to find out quickly that she was cheating on him with someone else. Let's talk to Judge Jan, though, yeah, because she's the judge, and she... She is the most Florida, Florida judge I've ever seen. There are cameras in the courtroom, <laughs> right. and she's like, everyone just ignore the cameras, okay? There's cameras here, there's camera over there, there's microphone. This has nothing to do with you. If anyone has to sit up straight, it's me. If anyone has to put on lipstick, it's me. If anyone has to fix their lipstick, it's, it's a me. me. And I'm like... Judge Jan, I what hear, are we doing here? I get what she's, she's trying to put everyone at ease. She's like, it's a law. Like, I don't want them and here. And don't but worry about here. the cameras. Yeah. And don't, like, play to the cameras. Yes. It's not about that. Yeah. I was with you, too. And I was like, all right, Judge Jan, you do look good. Great. I'm going to say you look good. Yeah. But, like, I've got more issues with Judge Jan as we go. Okay. So, lawyer Bridget 
yes. says the motive here, she's the prosecutor, and she says that the motive is money. Yes. Ashley killed Taylor and then tried to cover it up because she had that $100,000 in her account or some secret account or the safe deposit box or whatever. And she spent it all. She didn't have it in that account for very... I mean, I was thinking, like, you put $100,000 in your account, those zeros look real nice. Because what the lawyer is saying is that the money's gone. Right. There is no $100,000. Yes. So when Taylor calls up Ashley, boop, 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 yeah. hey, I need that money that you were hiding for yeah. me and yeah. keeping in safekeeping because I will go to jail. Right. So where is it, girl? Yeah. And the reason why Taylor texted Cassandra, her girlfriend, like, I need this money and Ashley's being super weird. Yeah. It's because Ashley knows that there is no money. Yeah. It's She's all gone. Fucked. But so when it's Ashley's attorney's chance to get up to give his opening argument, he's like, you're going to see this case is full of reasonable doubt. There's no physical evidence. There's no eyewitness testimony and there's no murder weapon. That is a big hill to climb. It's huge. But also Ashley's lawyers, they're a father and son team. Yeah. Barry and John. I know. Father and son. Garbage. Yeah. The first witness is Taylor's ex-husband, Jeff, right? Yeah. Now, again, I don't want to say any nice things about him in case he's garbage. Oh, we have no idea. We have no idea. He's on the stand. This man, he looks terrified like a man who's going to raise a kid on his own. Yeah. And like, that's all I could think about. Like, his whole demeanor was like, my kid's mom is dead. And now I've got to explain that to him. And my $100,000 is gone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about all of that. Yeah. And it's just like, he looked terrified. And the prosecutors say the reason they put Jeff on the stand is because everyone's going to ask about the husband. Yeah. But MacArthur's lawyers knew that police had established. Jeff Wright's whereabouts hundreds of miles away in North Carolina, and they knew better than to outright accuse Jeff Wright of the murder. Essentially had to clear him. And I think if the jury didn't hear from him, it would be um, probably a weakness for the state's case. They know it's not him, but they're like, the jury's going to need to hear from they him. Otherwise, the defense team can at least raise the question. Right. You know? And he's hundreds of miles away. Yeah. So he didn't do it. And also, he wants that $100,000, too. So day two, Cassandra takes the stand. Right. Here's another question. Why do they do that thing where they make the witness describe the... Do you see so-and-so in the room? Yes. I know. Can you point out the person Can who... You point, yeah. What was the case that made it so that the attorney was like, well, fuck. Yeah. Next time, we're going to have to make sure we point them out and describe what they're wearing. It feels very, like, 1600 Salem. Right? What, what a million... Do you see Goody Proctor? Yeah, I saw Goody Proctor with the devil and that bitch is right fucking there. Can you, I would have been dead in a heartbeat in Salem. Oh yeah. Oh, I would, I sure. wouldn't have laughed and I wouldn't have been begging for more weight either. No. I would have, I would have no. said, do it. Just do it. Either that or you would have been the girl that saw, like you actually would have seen the birds. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, sure. You actually would have seen the witches by the pale moonlight. Then I really would have been killed. I know. Can you imagine if I was yeah. like, no, 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 hear me out. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, the witches, no. Uh, it would done. not have gone great for no. you. But you know, Cassandra says Ashley never looked at her and you see Ashley, like, she's just, like, looking down, taking notes. She does not want to look at Cassandra. No. But they Cassandra gives valuable information. So they have yep. Cassandra testify that it is absolutely not Taylor's handwriting on the signature on those checks. Because yep. there's all that surveillance footage of Ashley cashing check after check after check with, quote, Taylor's signature. It's not her signature. And then one, the prosecutor makes the point at one point, like, in the weeks after Taylor's missing, Ashley is still cashing checks with her name. I, Can you imagine that? No. No. Like, that, I... I know. There's no plan. There's just no fucking plan. No. And the thing that's really shitty about the defense is that they put Cassandra and Taylor's relationship on trial. Citing the text she had sent to Taylor on the first day she was missing. As those text messages show, you called her a liar. I did. You called her a drug user. I did. 
they're trying to get Cassandra to say that she never actually saw or heard any threats coming from Ashley, but you don't need to hear no, that. No, and they're also saying, like, but wait, wasn't she cheating on you? And right. wasn't she doing drugs and you didn't, didn't like that? Didn't she have a secret girlfriend? It cuts back to Cassandra at her house, and she's like, for the love <laughs> of God, well, it's the clearest day that I didn't have anything to do with this. Right, but what they're trying to do is get Cassandra to say, maybe it wasn't Ashley. Uh-huh. Maybe it was the secret girlfriend. Maybe it was a drug deal gone wrong. But they're also, just- like, we learned from making a murderer, like, they can't necessarily say, Cassandra, it's you, but they raise the reasonable right. doubt, you now know? everyone's thinking and it. that's their point. Their point is, like, it, this case is full of reasonable doubt. Could have been the ex-husband. Could have been the new girlfriend. You right. know what I mean? And it also, they're also trying to say, like, just because Cassandra didn't hear from Taylor on certain days, that doesn't mean that's when she was killed. Because right. remember, Taylor was found, her body was found a month after she went missing. Yeah. So they're trying to, like, gotcha Cassandra. Right. Which is so shitty. I know. And they're like, you know, Taylor's such a wild card. She could be cheating. She could be doing drugs. Like, you don't know when she was killed. It doesn't mean it was the day she was with Ashley. My whole thing is just like, Ashley, she was found on your property. I know. In the location that your cell phone told us you were at. With her. With her. You're saying that's just a coincidence. How could there be reasonable doubt when she was found on your property? And you're cashing all the checks with the money. Like, right. come on, I know. Ashley. I know, I also, know. Also, where the fuck is your husband? Yeah. Where is your husband? We also then get a parade of Ashley's friend. Each one is like, no, she was totally going to kill Taylor. She told all of us she was going to kill Taylor. So we learn a little bit like the Ashley MacArthur story. Yeah. She came from a middle class family. Fine. But we learned she, quote, could often be found in strip clubs and sketchy bars. Uh We get a shot of the club that she frequented (laughs) a lot. It's called Babes. Yes. And the tagline is, the name says it all. (laughs) Does it ever. Can I tell you, going on tour with Maggie Freeling, every night that woman ends up in a strip club. No, I, I, every night I'm like, all right. You know Maggie's listening to this and be like, shit, she went to Babes. I I love Babes. (laughs) Did she say hi to Sabrina? Yeah, on on Tuesday night. Sabrina does Tuesdays. Oh, come on. She went to Babes. There is nothing in the world like going on tour with Maggie Freeling. The Pulitzer Prize winning Maggie Freeling. You never know what you're going to get. She is the party. And you never know when you're going to get her. Yeah. You know what I mean? She is the party. She is the party. Maggie, I love you so much. Loving you. So yeah, Ashley's friends and bartender all say that she was using cocaine. But they say that she talked the night before Taylor disappeared about killing her with an overdose of cocaine she had just purchased. Did Ashley tell you either before, during, or after you went to Babes what she was going to do with the cocaine? She said that she was going to put it in Taylor's beard. She was going to mix into Taylor's beer so Taylor would OD on cocaine. And That's then, not how it works, But by then the way. she tries it. They tell us that she actually did it and, and Taylor spit the Taylor's beer like, out. This is di- what is the fuck? This is disgusting. Who made me a Coke beer? Yeah, what is all this white powder? Oh, gross. Someone put Coke in my beer. <laughs> like, Ashley oh, is so You fucking so idiot. And I'm stupid. so glad you I know, are. I know. But no one, like, first of all, that is so... Also, just a vile thing to think about. Like, really, I know. first planning this death and then telling your bartender about it and everyone who'll listen. Also, Taylor thought you guys were fucking tight because she, she like trusted you. you with the hundred grand that was gonna be the rest of her life money for her and her kid. Like, Ashley, you are the worst person and a fucking dummy. Yeah, it's spiking so a beer with, with with cocaine, a like you lethal idiot. amount of cocaine. I have no idea what how much that is, but it seems like it would be a lot. It's a, a lot. It's also not like liquid IV that just dissolves. Fucking idiot. You know what I mean? All the coke like sinks to the bottom. I don't know how. I don't know. Any I don't know. About, uh, but also be nice to your friends because if you don't, they're gonna absolutely testify against you uh, for sure. You know what I mean? Because speaking of testifying, they also say 
Oh, and Ashley told us that her backup plan was she she would just shoot Taylor. Yeah. Just in case the Coke beer didn't work out, which it never would. And she would by just the shoot way, her. like that is what happened. That's exactly what happened. So now we learned that Ashley couldn't return the money because she had spent it all on a guy she was having an affair with. And I gotta say, the guy is as stupid as Ashley. Brandon. And he's here, but I don't think he knew what was happening. No, Brandon is also her bartender yeah. and her boyfriend that she's cheating on her husband with. My first question was like, girl, you spent a hundred grand on this guy. What did you buy him? Bridget's going to tell us. Yeah, she's like, I traced all the money. Patrick, are you new here? I know what I'm doing. Did you not watch the witchcraft balloon one that I was in? (laughs) So she traced about like $30,000 in cash. I was able to trace $30,000 in cash that Ashley had used to buy her boyfriend a boat. Was she paying the Gulf Power bill at Sticks? She did a couple times. Um, Was she buying supplies at Sam's Club for your business? Yes, ma'am, she did. Okay. In approximately August of 2017, did she buy your motorcycle? Yes, she did purchase a motorcycle. Okay. She was buying things for him at Sam's Club for the bar. Yeah. Like, she was buying stuff for the bar. She bought him a motorcycle. Look, I looked up what a $30,000 boat is. It's fucking nice. Yeah. Like, a $30,000 boat. Like, guy that this girl is cheating on her husband with, ask a question. Where'd she get the money to buy you a motorcycle and a fucking boat, you idiot? And $30,000 is a lot of money. Spend it on something other than a boat. You're throwing $30,000 into the water Ashley, at this point. spend money on yourself. Why are you buying? You're going to steal a hundred grand and you're going to kill the woman to do it? I know. Why are you spending it on this fucking guy? Ashley, the dummy she is, probably thinks, well, if he has it, then I won't be as much as a suspect. Oh, it's maybe. not like I'm buying myself. That, But yeah, but you're signing Taylor's name and cashing the money. Like, I come know. on, you're still stealing her money. And what's the stupid bartender's name? Brandon. Brandon is also on record saying, when I asked Ashley about her missing friend, Ashley says, she told me they'll, they'll never find that bitch. She's gone. They'll never find that bitch. She's gone. Meaning Taylor. Oh my God. And it's also like stupid bartender guy. Like when this woman's friend that she loves is missing and that's her response. Shouldn't that perk up the spidey senses a little a bit? A little bit. Even if you're not connecting the dots with the money. Yeah. Just say, Ooh, that was, sounds mean. Little what do cold. You, like, what do you, how do you know that? Little that's, cold. How do right. you know she's gone? Yeah. How do you know they'll never find her? What do you mean by that? Exactly. One question will do. <laughs> just one, one. How, how about this? Yeah. What? Right. Just one word, Brandon. I'll give just a single word. Just anything. How about even this? Huh? What? <laughs> Not even a full word. I know. Or just a hmm? <laughs> Anything will do. Just a grunt. Hmm? Or just a just a look. Just a head cock? Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> Any, anything will do. Any, Any sort of question yeah. or question you know what, demeanor. Though? This guy, it's like every, we cover this all the time. The guy doesn't want to turn off the fucking boat motorcycle money spigot. Again, bo- <laughs> boat motorcycle money spigot. Speak it's a word we could say, right? I think. Okay, I don't knows? know. It's September 9th, I, 2022. I know. Can you tell them what happens on day three? I have it as day two. Okay, whatever day it was. Very early on in the trial, <laughs> there are a lot of warnings about Hurricane Dorian guys- <laughs> descending onto Florida, and Judge Jan is getting worried. And in the courthouse, Judge Jan Sackleford urged the lawyers to speed things up. So what I read in the most recent update was alarming. I'm going to need you to hurry this up. I need to board up my storm windows. (laughs) Judge Jan is asking for the murder trial to go a little speedier so she can get home before the fucking wind comes. Also, that'll happen if it's going to happen, Jan. (laughs) And then we'll go on recess. You know what I mean? I know. Like, you don't don't ask them to speed up a murder trial. If we have to have a recess until a Hurricane Dorian passes through, then that's what we'll do. And Bridget, the prosecutor, says, hell fucking no. No. I'm spending every millisecond of time I have here. She says, I'm going to play all 
all six hours of the interrogation video, to which I said, well, now we've swung too far the other uh, way. I've, we don't we got to meet in the middle. We gotta, like, I don't think that Judge Jan should be asking you to go faster. I also don't think they need to see six hours of interrogation. Well, Bridget very strongly disagrees. I know. Because <laughs> what she wants to do is show the evolution and the change. Yeah. So the first video was like, hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Classic yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Super flirty. Yeah. Super casual. Trying to like be friendly. And what are you guys doing later? Are you going to want to go to Babes? Well, but this Sabrina's is when- working. It's Tuesday. Nine. That's right, exactly. But this is when the cops ask her, "Oh, did she ever hit on you?" Right, disgusting. They just want the lesbian sex I know, story. It's so stupid. But by the second video, because the second video is when they're doing the search and she doesn't know, so they know a lot more. Yeah. So they're not flirting as much. But this is when Ashley clams up and asks for a lawyer. Right. So Bridget wants them to see all of this. I got as a juror. I'm like, did she say six hours? She said six hours. She said six hours. Also, I I was thinking that too. As a juror, like lawyers, yeah, you got to keep the jurors invested. I know that. That it's the juror's job to be invested uh-huh. and give a shit. Uh-huh. But you can't, and I say this, you can't do the Marsha Clark thing. No. Where, with the OJ trial. Where, and it wasn't just Mar- Marsha Clark who did this. Yeah. Chris Darden, I have words okay. for you too. All right. But <laughs> it was science. And I just like, uh-huh. wa- like watch the six hours of right. a police. Like, can you break it up? Can you explain why? And maybe Bridget did. Right. But six maybe. hours is a snooze fest for some jurors. I w- and, and myself included. But then they bring in like a kid that worked at Home Depot where they this girl, Ashley, is on video the day after Taylor went missing. She's on video at Home Depot buying cement. She's in the murder aisle. She's in the fucking murder aisle at Home Depot. They bring this kid in who like... Devante. Yeah, Devante, did you go to science school? Are you an expert in cement, girl? Because they're trying to say... Sims testified the textured rocky concrete on Taylor Wright's body appeared to be different than what Ashley MacArthur bought. Is the concrete that this lady purchased, is it textured? Uh, no, man. It's, uh, like, uh, fine dust. Is that, is it, like, rocky? No, man. What's it say? No, man. So, Taylor went missing. Yes. They found Taylor's remains on the property owned by Ashley at the time and location where they know Ashley was with Taylor right. because of the cell phone data. The next day, they've got video of her buying cement at a fucking Home Depot. They find cement at the body and because the cement on the body doesn't match what Devante says was the cement that she bought, he's not looking at a receipt. He's not looking at paper. He's working from memory from months ago. They're like, that's their big gotcha moment. Right. It definitely wasn't her. And no, Because they're like, well, the one she bought was very fine it was like dust yeah. cement but there were pebbles near near Taylor's body and I'm like well pebbles exist and can somebody ask her what she did with the 50 pounds of cement she bought yeah why she was buying it and, the coinc- and where is it the coincidence of them finding the body on her property come under on. cement come on come on and then they're like well additionally Ashley is a weak woman so right. she has a back injury <laughs> from eight years ago her mom's here to back that and up the lawyers are like look she wouldn't be able to carry cement yeah. or a body she's a dumb woman with weak arms I'm like dumb I'll give you <laughs> We don't all have weak arms. I will say, like, I believe she did this murder, obviously. Yeah. She didn't leave any evidence. There's no blood anywhere that anyone can find. Where is her husband, the cop, and all of their fucking cop friends? I know. I know. How many times have we heard the person who knows how to get away with murder is a fucking cop? Totally. We've heard it a million times. Where is her goddamn husband and all of their cop friends? Where are they? I guess my my question is, like, would the husband cop come to her defense when she just spent a hundred grand on another guy? I don't know, but I'm sure it doesn't matter compared to going to prison for fucking murder or being an accomplice or whatever. I agree. I'm just saying that I believe that she did this. I do also think that it was like a kind of a big deal for her to like kill this person by herself and then drag the body to a grave. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. 
Where is her Where's husband? Where's husband? <laughs> so then we get the closing arguments and the jury goes out. They were out, I think, four hours. And you never know. You never know. If you're the defense and a jury goes out for four hours, it's not a good sign. No, it's not a good sign. So the defense is relying on this reasonable doubt, right? Yeah. Because like they're kind of like everything you're saying about the evidence. But the jury finds her guilty of first degree premeditated murder. Yeah. Like, which is what she was charged with. Yeah. So usually we come back where it's like, well, she was guilty of this, but not this. Like, no, no, no. Uh-huh. She was found guilty of exactly what the prosecution wanted her to be. And she guilty. gets life in prison. Yeah. Mandatory minimum of 25 years. And again, where is her husband? I know. And like, we never see him at trial. I mean, yeah, we never see him at all. And maybe. Maybe there is a world in which he, like, helped her do this uh-huh. and then just hung her out to dry because he found out she was cheating, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. in Discovery totally. or whatever. Totally. <laughs> but I still would love to know where no, it is. No, me too. <laughs> because it is weird where it's like, you can't show the gun in Act 1 and then uh-huh. not have it. So uh-huh. for the cops being like, well, you know, her husband is a cop and they're friends with the cops and we couldn't really talk about it. And then it. we hear the cop at the courtesy call they give him. Right. And then never again. I know. What? Bad copping. Totally. Real bad copping. <laughs> Hot take. Oh, girl, we did episode four of Killer Cases. This was a crazy this one. This is so crazy. Oh, I love these lesbians. I know. Anyway, fam, if you want more Jillian to me, join us on the Patreon. Yes. Over 350 full ad-free bonus apps to download and binge right the second. Ad-free versions of these episodes. You also get after parties, and there's a tier where we send you stuff. Hey, guess what's coming up? For the December month, we send out our annual calendar to that oh, Hero Bell right. $20 tier. So, look, everybody wanted them after the fact last year. We only order as many as we need. So, if you want your calendar this year, you can always join us on the Hero Bell level on the Patreon. Yeah, there were a lot of people who were messaging Steve and in his just like infinite kindness. He was like, yeah, if you join now, yes, I'll be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're going to have the capacity to do that this year. So Steve was being very generous with the people who were, you know, in late December asking. So I I just don't know if that's going to be possible Or just just go to the Pates if you feel like it. Yeah, everyone, again, you're all invited. If it's not for you, then fine. That's fine. Join the Facebook group. It's a True Crime Obsessed podcast discussion group. Follow us on To Talk. Yep. True Crime Obsessed pod on Instagram. We are True Crime Obsessed podcast. Yep. That's all. That's all. That's a lot. That's a lot. You always say that's all like it's nothing. But I it's know. a lot of information. You know I, I said it all with no notes. You did. If it's not hard for me, why is it hard for them? You were making stunning eye contact with me <laughs> the entire time. I love you so I much. I love you so much. Uh, we love you, fam. We love you. We hope you're loving these bonus episodes. I know. I'm loving them. I know. Me too. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. There was this amazing show on Logo years ago with Kate McKinnon. It was way before Kate McKinnon was famous. Yeah. It was a sketch show. It was called The Big Gay Sketch Show. Oh, The Big Gay Sketch Show. Yeah, yes. and Kate McKinnon was on it. My yes. friend Stephen Gorino was on it. And they did this lesbian speed dating sketch. And they had like 60 seconds. And they would, like each lesbian couple went through the entire spectrum of a relationship. At 30 seconds, one of the lesbians like, I think ever since we discussed cats, you've been pulling away. <laughs> cats will do that. <laughs> anyway... I know why you're referencing cereal. Okay. <laughs> but like so many other shows and podcasts have no, done only that. only cereal. Cereal is the only podcast that ever used cell phone I data. understand why you're doing it. It's very close to you. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. there are people in this world who have it. Like we're, we're no, at the there point. there are not. Nobody listening to this has not listened to cereal. I don't think that's true. Come on. I think there are people who have found this podcast. Absolutely. I think we, I think cereal. You look at that camera. You say that to Rabia. You say it right to Rabia's face. I think Rabia is, would be thrilled to hear that people are not listening to cereal. <laughs> no. And listening to something okay, else. Okay, well now you're making me fight with you with Rabia. Rabia? <laughs> no. Rabia, Rabia and I agree about okay. cereal. That's all I'm going to say. Hi, Rabia. That. 